Welcome back to One Winning Pod. Ugh. No one wants to be here. I don't think anybody wants to talk about it. But we're here to talk about it. The Ravens ended up losing 17-10 against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. My oh my, a lot of emotions, I think, going through all of our heads right now, certainly through mine. Uh, just telling you guys beforehand, I know uh, it was a weird show. Didn't really, uh, you know, didn't really want to be here. Didn't really want to talk about it. But, uh, you know, I, there is certainly a lot to talk about. Everyone, you know, everyone the, as a fan of the Ravens right now are just left with more questions than answers. You know, asking themselves, what if, you know, what if, you know, a play went this way? What if they're, you know, things, you know, <laughs> went another way or something like that? So we're here to talk about it, get all of our emotions off our uh, off our collective chest. How are you guys doing right now? You know, uh, Lord, no other way to say it. Um, I can't say I'm surprised by the outcome because Chiefs are the Chiefs, like I said in the preview. Like, collectively, was this the worst Chiefs roster that the Ravens have faced in the past few seasons? Absolutely. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think he proved this year that he is by alone by himself in that tier one of NFL quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, the rest of them, they're in tier two. He's just above everyone else right now. And uh, Andy Reid, man, a lot of the old guard is gone. Andy Reid's still there. John Harbaugh's still there. And Andy Reid, man, he uh, he still knows what he's doing. Um, frustrating, you know? Uh, so much went well this year. So much went right. And uh, it still wasn't enough. Still wasn't enough to reach the Super Bowl. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer of a loss. Um, good opponent. Lost to a good opponent, but still really sucks knowing that, you know, we had a team that was completely capable of winning the game. It just uh, just didn't turn out that way. Yeah, I think the worst part is, the part that gets me most annoyed is that we didn't get to see um, a good effort and it's not that they weren't trying. I would never imply that. In fact, I think they were trying really hard, and that was half the problem. I think it just disappoints me we knew they could play such a better game. And frankly, I don't think the Chiefs played that good of a game. But they did one thing right that I hope that this coaching staff and the players learned from. And that's that you just need to win the football game. You don't need to destroy them. I feel like they were trying to get gut punches. They were trying to quickly score. They were trying to not necessarily show off, but to make a message. And the Chiefs chose to play a football game where they would, you know, they, they wanted to just win a game. And they did. They won by seven points. It wasn't very convincing either. We had a, a lot of opportunities really close to make this game a lot closer than the turnovers happened. And that's unfortunate. And I really hope that going forward, you know, Lamar Jackson, for instance, can feel like he's on the same tier as Mahomes and he needs to just play his game. What it got them there in the first place, you know, um, same thing with like Munkin, for instance, everyone's you know, bashing Munkin for the game plan. And I think it was, I would love to hear from him. Cause I'm just curious, like, what did you see? Like what, 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 what was the rationale going into it to run so little? And I I think that's the big thing going in is like I think they were trying really hard to win this game and forgot how they won games getting into you know this game. Yeah, I mean certainly from you know talking about the Chiefs, um, you know I just look at their game plan of you know they they relied really heavily on the run game. I can't remember how many attempts Pacheco ended up with, but it was in the twenties, twenty four and. At 24, um, yards per carry was pretty low. You know, I think the Ravens run defense um, did a great job, but it was enough uh, for them to grind out clock. And obviously Mahomes being who he is and, you know, Kelsey being who he is, um, you know, they could convert and have these long, long drives. um, And, you know, they scored a couple times. But, uh, you know, even in the second half, they were just grinding, grinding, grinding clock. and yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you said it, Alec, in the beginning of the game, you're like, you know, the Chiefs are doing what no other team right now could do against the Ravens. And that's just, you know, having these long drives and going down and score. And uh, 
yeah, it's all they need to do. You know, it's it, it's certainly frustrating. It just felt like um, it definitely felt like you know the the Ravens wanted to try and like kind of like get that quick score to get back on top and then kind of like, okay, now you hit like, you know, their game plan of like, let's grind out clock. Let's keep scoring. Let's, you know, get up multiple scores kind of thing, but they just couldn't, you know, they could never catch up. Um, so many pen, you know, so many um, mistakes too. Um, you know, that, that uh, the Zay fumble at the goal line was just like, man, just the, the worst timing. Um, yeah. And think about it too, right? A week after you had the uh the same thing happen to the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean like yeah. freaking poetic, man. It's like the worst poem ever, but like my god. Terrible luck. It is. It is bad luck. And that's the thing that's so funny. You know, I I appreciate Harbaugh's answer about that. He's like we coached them to dive with two hands. He dove with two hands. And at the end of the day, they, the, a good football play was made. Now, we had a conversation in the stands, you know, he didn't need to do that. You're probably going to score anyways, but that it's not like how anyone's really programmed, right? Everyone's always programmed to go, you know, die for the touchdown. They're always, everyone's programmed to try to get the first down. They're trying to make the play. And I think he did it in a responsible manner that, you know, probably nine times out of 10, 19 times out of 20, it just falls, you know, a yard short. Um, and, and you get another set of downs, and unfortunately, the Ravens, um, kind of going back to like them trying to get uh, the kill shots or trying to make big plays, they just got the wrong side of variance several times. Um, one example is that Lamar got that strip sack because he was waiting an extra beat to try to get Bateman down the field. He could have taken what was underneath, but he was trying to get the kill shot, you know? And I don't necessarily, you know, that's, that is kind of Lamar. Right, Lamar will always hold the ball a little bit longer, trying to get that kill shot. And so many times we see that work out extremely well for him. But there are going to be times it doesn't. And when they all coalesce in one game, you're like, "Well, well, rats," you know. <laughs> it 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 just results in a very annoyingly disappointing uh, letdown of a game where you just know this this team thinks that they could beat them if they had another shot. Maybe if they even had another quarter. It was really one of those things that the defense had figured them out. You know, they only mm-hmm. let up one play in the whole like, you know, last what thirty-five minutes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they don't have that uh, roughing penalty uh, or un- you know unnecessary run- roughness or whatever it was, taunting after the game, you know, unsportsmanlike, whatever it was, um, I think that they were going to run out the clock. You know, <laughs> like it didn't seem like they were trying to run down the field. Uh, and yeah. they're like, oh, we got 15 yards. Maybe we can get in field goal range. Like, I just, it, things like that, man, just really, really got us. And it, it's one of those things we, you know, we said with the Titans game. And I, I really do feel that way with the Chiefs. I think that's why we we're so confident going into the game. It's like, if you play this guys in a series, you probably win the series pretty confidently. Because you have a one-time thing, you know, you let up two touchdowns quick, and then you never do it again. Well, you know, normally 17 points is not much for this offense to overcome. But, uh, you know, that's more probably more points than you give up again, <laughs> you know, just like they didn't give up that many points, all things considered. And they could have yeah. maybe even saved one. It took literally Herculean efforts by two of the best players ever play their position of Mahomes and Kelsey, who played out of their minds that first, those first two drives. I was like, wow, like that's impressive um, to do that, you know, <laughs> and they had no they had no other help. So, I mean, we kind of like yeah. I think we called it. Like, pretty darn well uh offensively we you know had no idea that would be this poor of a performance but defensively i think we were kind of on the money you know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they, they're able to stop them you know you can kind of look at it i think there's probably like two or three plays on offense where they go the other way i mean you know it looks very different um you know obviously that zay fumble it was just a you know backbreaker um particularly just like the touchback as well we're just like okay you're giving the ball back but then there's no chance of a safety at all now they're at the 25 and you're like oh great now another long drive you convert that that's seven um you know the likely pass i think it was just like a poor decision um yeah honestly i'm still surprised that you know pi wasn't called on that play either um i think it was pretty questionable <laughs> well, but you were even surprised the, <laughs> 
yeah. Everyone in Baltimore was. I think everybody, everybody not a fan, or everybody in Kansas City, I think was probably like, oh yeah, it's just a you know terrible play. Which I mean, to be fair, like I don't, I don't think it was a great decision from Omar. I think it was a little bit late. I think he probably should have gone to somebody else. But you know, I can understand going for that and be like, hey, that's blatant pi. Let's call it, and it's just not getting the call. Um, but anyway, I mean, you know, you you have those two plays flipped, and that's an extra fourteen points. That's enough to win that game. Sure. And I, I was kind of waiting for Peter to get back to, to bring up that exact play, the likely play, because um, Lamar said in his in his conference that, you know, he was like, he's like, well, I saw Tampa too. He think, he's like, I think I well, that likely could play make a play on the ball. And it's you know, what he's thinking in his head is they're going to either P.I. him or he's going to catch it. You know, <laughs> like he that's what was going to happen. And they didn't get the, the penalty. And my whole thing, <laughs> like. We knew going in about these officiators and we knew going in that like, no matter how you look at it, that there's always a ref that's going to be like that in a simulation or that, you know, this guy is anti-calling things. We saw it pretty (laughs) early on that there's, you might not get calls, (laughs) even though you're at home, you might not get calls. So I think that was one of those things where it maybe wasn't the best game to try and throw a ball where you're hoping to get a call like or that's one of the outcomes that leads to like positive ev for why you're doing it um yeah, yeah so like it's just frustrating and i think what's really hard is with these like you know conversations about calls and stuff is it frequently sounds like sour grapes you know losers always talk about it and i really would love to change that narrative i would love to talk about it when you win and you get good calls too and and really, I think would, I would love this to happen. The NFL never will do it, but it, I would love if they would consider why certain penalties exist in the game that are called so um, like they they have a lot of penalties that they don't call with enough consistency. And I would say, do some of these need to exist if you're not going to call them consistently? You can have rules (laughs) and things that you don't want players to do or whatever, but if you're not going to be able to call it consistently, then it just, it it drives, you know, it's maddening for fan bases. Um, I think for instance, like I think taunting is ridiculous. Like you have these guys smelling salts in the sideline, jacked up, like ready to tackle people. And you want to be like, you know, how you do sir after the play. And it's just like, I, I think taunting would be great in the sport. I don't understand why it's a penalty. I never have. It's not new. Anyone who's listened to the show long enough would know that. Like, <laughs> I love a taunt. And it, it, it blows my mind because it's so inconsistently called. You know, you get one guy who does it, Kelsey, uh, all game long, Pacheco, all game long, and they don't get called for it. But they, you know, they, they twist the knob on you guys and then you get called. And, and maybe that's a part of the game. Maybe it's a meta part of the game. Yeah, you can you could say that. But uh, do we want it to be a meta part of the game? <laughs> Do we want taunting? Yeah. It's not even a play on the field to be a meta part of the game. I think that's a question that should be asked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I really don't have too much comment on that, to be honest. I think that that's kind of a conversation for the off season. Maybe the rules committee will take a look at it. Um, taunting in general, I guess, is is kind of a nebulous thing. It's kind of vague in the rules, um, but. I think that this the the point of having that in there is just you know to keep the game from getting out of hand, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, but you got to know the rule, right? You know, you got to know what the rule is, whether or not you agree with it. And you know, Zay made that mistake. It was a rookie mistake. Um, I don't blame him for it. You know, I think that I'm actually kind of happy that he did do it, um, and the penalty didn't bother me in retrospect. In the moment. Sure. But in retrospect, I, I yeah, appeared next to me earlier. I was very upset about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> no, that's I the thing. You know, there's there's things you, that you experience in the moment and then you think about yeah. it afterward. You know. I, I don't know if if, you know, Zay's reaction, like, quote unquote, made Sneed try and knock the ball out harder. I mean, I, I think I, I saw that take. I think that Sneed would have tried to knock the ball out regardless. You know, I think he wanted right. to cause a fumble. He wanted to stop a touchdown. But. What I think was good with Flowers there was, you know, he was pushing back. You know, he was like, hey, look, you know, you guys are getting in our face. Look, you know, I made a play. Granted, you made a play where you, no one was within 30 yards of you. But still, you know, I, I, 
I think that he had that dog in him and he showed like, look, you know, I'm a rookie here, but I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, gonna take it. And, you know, I think the the chiefs offense was doing the same thing to the defense, the defense, a little more of a veteran group. I think they had a much more calculated, uh, you know, a better prepared um, counterpunch to that aspect of the chiefs game uh, yesterday. The offenses counterpunch didn't go as well. Um, and, ultimately unfortunately cost the game i think i think just the, they lost the mental battle in in that uh that matchup but um yeah you know uh good for zay for for fighting that's all i can say about that yeah uh, it's really interesting i think just in the the mental battle of this game um it was chippy no doubt about it um you know we're talking about like the you know taunting being called in you know some situations maybe not in others like i mean i could i mean i could tell you like during the game like you know i'm probably speaking for a lot of people here like frustrated why like you know kelsey or other people in the chiefs like why why weren't they getting calls um particularly particularly on the, like the chiefs offensive side because they were getting chippy with their defense and you could see like a lot of late blocks and things like that and like you know but uh, you know regardless of of that like you know it just in I feel like if if the Ravens were truly locked in, I, I feel like that had to have been something you had to go into, like knowing like your opponent's been here. They know that you know that, you know, you think you're like confident, right? I feel like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like they just weren't prepared for what the Chiefs were going to try and do with them. Cause I mean, they were just, I mean, they were like, it's like the Heinz Ward, right? like they're, they're doing that and try to just get under your skin the whole game. And it's just, it's a little disappointing that they didn't seem ready for it or, you know, they just lost their cool in, you know, some situations. And to be clear, it wasn't all players. Um, you know, I, I certainly think, you know, some of them, you know, some of them were even keeled the whole game, but um, there were enough of them where it kind of mattered. I think the Zay one was, was there. I think the Van Noy, I think he was probably the most disappointing of getting that, um, that call on him, the unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, it's a little frustrating. I mean, he's a vet player. You, you know, kind of think that, you know, he, he's been there, he's been in that situation, but um, it was, it was certainly frustrating. It's something that you really wish, like, even though we have young players on this team, we got a lot of vets. Like I just would have hoped that that would have been enough to really get prepared for that. I mean, he's just used to winning Super Bowls with the Patriots. They always got calls like it. You can't blame him. Right. I mean, again, like, look, look, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, I mean, look, man. Like, you know, they, you know, players are you know more welcome to do anything. Like, you know, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to be in that situation. Like, sh- like, shoot, like, like, I don't know what I would do in a game like for that. Like, I'm sure I'd do something stupid, but you know, I get it. But <laughs> I mean, let's talk about. Um, I think kind of like how we got in that position. Um, you know, I feel like the. The Chiefs definitely started early, and you knew that they, they were going to have these long extended drives. And, um, you know, we kind of talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, the Ravens felt like um, it, it felt like to us that the Ravens were trying to find that quick counterpunch to kind of, okay, let's tie the game up, let's get ahead. And then they could kind of start getting into, you know, quote unquote, their game plan kind of thing. Um, you know, one thing that really hurt, I think a lot of people were talking about that I think we're just going to have to address right here, right now run game where was it um you know the ravens obviously they passed a lot they're leaning a lot on the pass game um run game not so much um was it too early to stop to abandon the run uh even though they were down early or would we have expected them to lean a little bit more on it i'd argue they never abandoned the run they never started in the first place um they ran 25% of plays, but if you take out the scrambles, um, they they only ran for, what what would that be, uh, 16% or so uh, of the plays, which feels like not enough when, A, you're the best rushing attack in the league, B, they don't have a good rush defense, C, you have a prolific quarterback that, like, you know, if you want to keep him involved in the game, you can run him. Uh and, and and lastly, I, I truly do think this is why they never got into rhythm. But we just didn't see the Ravens, like, you know, drop back and pass a million times. And actually, another thing I would say is if you take out the one yard 
dive plays essentially like the running plays we did because we wanted to get one yard and a new set of downs like first down runs second down runs we only had with you know within structure we only had like three of them what <laughs> you know it, it just it's a it's a baffling game plan and like i said i'd really love to hear from monkey because i'm i'm just curious like what what did you see like what were you thinking um what was the rationale? Like, I, I, this isn't me being accusatory as much as it's just like, I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about it some on my drive home from, from the office today and just trying to, to think back, okay, what was going on during the game and, and what, why were you, were they in that situation? And I, I think that the argument you could get is in the moment, you're looking at the game that on the second drive of the game, it did look like, okay, you know, we're going to try and run the ball. They did, you know, they had the, the fourth down draw play with Lamar where he got the big chunk. Um, Gus Edwards had the big 15 yard chunk before that. And then right after that, the drives over the, you know, that long pass to say for the touchdown, but then, so the game's tied seven to seven. Um, you just had on that first drive there, the Kansas city chiefs, chew up a, a a decent amount of clock so almost six minutes a clock on that first drive to get a touchdown and then the second drive they do eats up nine minutes off the clock for the second touchdown in the game and this is where i think probably the issue came because you're looking at that point in the game and you're getting the ball back for your third drive of the game uh, four minutes into the second quarter. And your defense, which has, you know, been among the league's best, if not the league's best, is, you know, just getting carved up, just giving up these chunk plays and then, you know, just, just letting in a touchdown. I think there was a panic moment there where the Ravens may have fallen into the trap of thinking like, this is going to be a shootout. We're going to need to do dig big plays to, to get into this game. They're, they're chewing up so much clock. We gotta, we gotta shorten this up. Um, and, and, and try and, and make some big splash plays, which in retrospect, of course, it's very easy for us to say like, you know, that doesn't sound like a winning formula. But if you're actually the coaches, you're actually the players, and you're looking at how this situation is going, a situation that, you know, is was not completely foreign to what the Ravens have gone through this year. I mean, we've seen multiple first quarters where the Ravens have had exited down by a score. Um, you look at the game against Miami, the game against the Rams. I, I think they just kind of let the moment get a little too big for them. And then it goes back again to what we're talking about, the experience of this Kansas, of that Kansas city staff, those Kansas city players, you know, I, it's just little things like that. When we're, we're talking about two excellent organizations, excellent rosters, those tiny little differences uh, can speak volumes and, and have a huge impact on the outcome of the game. And just, I think the experience of the chiefs, uh, help them to stick to the game plan they had coming in. And the inexperience of the Ravens staff just caused a little bit of panic. Yeah. On this topic, I'm so iffy on it. Like I, I do, I do think it was imbalanced. Um, I, I, I feel like that there needed to be more runs, but I, from what I do remember, there are a lot of stack boxes. And I think just from like a numbers perspective, it's really difficult. Also knowing going into it, um, you know the obviously you know the rush offense has been good, but I, I think we've been talking about even for weeks that there are you know there's some cracks in it. Um, you know, uh, Gus was kind of looked a little gassed for a while. Hill was was getting better. He was trending up. Uh, certainly had some of his best games the last couple of weeks. Um, but even on a couple of plays, you kind of saw him in situations where you're like, you know, why is Gus not in the situation? And then he ended up getting like a yard. Um, those are kind of dead run plays, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, at some point you got to commit to it and, you know, probably do it enough. But I think if we were, if the situation were reversed and we ran a lot, but weren't successful at it, we'd be having people ask, why didn't you pass the ball as much? 
I mean, that's what we had in 20, 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. It was like, you have this run game and the run game doesn't work. Why don't you pass the ball? You can't pass the ball. Why don't you have receivers to pass the ball? Now we do. And, you know, everyone's like, why didn't you run the game? We you know, we're a number, you, you're in this like never ending cycle. Um, I think at the end of the day, like whatever the, you know, the offensive play calling in the first half agreed, it was not, you know, not really acceptable. Um, the, the, the touchdown to Zay, great play, great improvisational play was not expected whatsoever. Um, it was not schemed up that way. It just happened. Lamar made an excellent play to get out of the pressure and Zay was able to get behind his guy and, you know, it was a great throw. Um, but, uh, you know, besides that, very little good, I think, from the offense in that first half. It was just not good. Um, particularly that um, it was like the two or three minutes at the end of the second quarter. Mm. We get the ball yeah. back. We're like, you know, tie it up, you know, get close, right? Get something here. It's a three and out. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's one of the biggest drives you could have, you know, going into halftime, get up a score because you know the Chiefs are going to get the ball back after that. And they don't. And they give it right back to them. And they end up getting the field goal off that. And I'm like, that's one of the worst outcomes you could have. It's terrible. And uh, yeah, I mean, first half, just, man, just not acceptable. The only thing I'll just say for like the run pass um, for the second half, though, is I felt like aside from those couple of plays we talked about, of the fumble, the throw to likely, like the offense was humming. Um, you know, whatever adjustments that they had, they figured out in the past game were working. And so at that point, I don't mind it. Like, I, I think that we did enough to be able to get back into that game and probably win it if you take those two plays and like, you know, they swing the other way. Um, certainly if we had been up or, you know, tied at any point, we could throw more runs in there. Like I would have loved that option too. Um, it was really just the first half for me of just like something was not really working and you know, whatever, whatever that game plan was, that wasn't it. You guys have both provided really good points about like how we got into this game flow. And I really like, like enjoyed, you know, hearing that. I think it's interesting that, um, <laughs> Gayfish called me a masochist and I think he might be right sometimes, but I, I, I did watch the, the TV broadcast in, in its entirety, which I, I don't recommend, by the way, to most folks. But I will say the only thing I got out of it uh, that you may not get in the condensed version, which I normally watch instead for rewatches, is that um, they interviewed Harbaugh on the sideline, um, you know, coming in the second half. And they asked him about, like, the defense and, and like, you know, how well they've been running offense. And he's like, you know, I think we just had a fi- we figured him out at the end of the half. I'm feeling pretty confident about our guys going forward. Sure enough, they did, right? So I think... The, like I, I really liked Peter's point, but I just wanted to bring that up because he did say that for you know people who watched the, the TV copy, and it's like, dang, he was right about that. Like, what if they would have made other adjustments? But then to Chris's point, you know, in in many ways they did, and they had more success, even if it was passing. Um, they did have some more success. The thing, the thing that is super frustrating is that none of the drives that the Ravens put together felt cohesive on schedule. A lot of it had improvisation. A lot of it had luck, you know, extended plays. And yeah, you love the extended plays. We've been living with extended plays for a long time. You just don't love when that's the only thing. The only thing that goes right is improvisation. That's that's a very dangerous way to live. And um, it's something we need to look forward to next season is really like hammering home the ability to be on schedule. I love that we have the second play that's so powerful. How can we make the first play never get to the second play? You know, more often. You're never going to completely lose, you know, get that way, but more often. I think that's something that this offense really would like to work on next year. It's interesting that Harbaugh said that they had figured them out um, because I it did not seem to me like they yeah, what, did. <laughs> what proof do you have? I know. I, I, I completely get it. Like, out of context, he, he's like, right. I think we're starting to figure them out. <laughs> I, and you literally just I mean, said, <laughs> said that, you know, that, and pointed out to how much of the that second half offense was improvisation, which is by definition, you didn't figure out the defense because you're having to to work it oh, out sorry. on the fly. No, the defense had figured out the, the offense of the, uh, of the oh. Chiefs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, well, the box score shows that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the box score, yeah. 
That, oh, yeah, no, uh, sorry. Defense, I, that's what I'm saying is like oh, if yeah. they thought that they weren't going to score anymore, yeah, you don't yeah. need to chase like that. You, you know, you don't have to be like constantly chasing. And that, that makes I, sense. sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, your, like, your take uh, is completely different now. Now that they understand what you were talking about. That, yeah, not that, they, that the offense yeah. had figured out the defense, but the defense had figured out the offense. OK, that now I'm on. Thanks, the thanks for clarifying in case I like misspoke you know, to the, the rest yeah. of the audience, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, going back to the whole run game, you know, my thing with it, again, like, you know, I'm just speculating as to, to why they may have made the decisions they did. Obviously, I don't know, and I can't say what decisions I would have made had I had the pressure of actually having to figure it out. But, you know, I, I do think that the decision to completely abandon the run was not the right one. And even if the, the game had still been a loss, but they had still tried to get carries to Gus, tried to get carries to Justice, tried to run Lamar, I mean, I would have been fine with it because we talked going this week. Everyone knew, how do you attack this Chiefs defense? You do it on the ground. You know, we saw Josh Allen run all over them the previous week. We saw, we've seen other teams, like this team's been on national media a lot this year, obviously from having been the previous year's Super Bowl champions. Teams that had so much, you know, success running the ball there. And, you know, we, we stopped running, and yet some of the pass plays you're running, you're still running play action. Why are we running play action? That's not fooling anyone. They know what we're doing there. <laughs> it, it just, you know, I, I'm of the mindset, like, I would have rather us lose our way of fo- going our way of football than going off script because we just – the Ravens this year, they just – very few teams are built to to just air it out and completely abandon the run. You know, a, a reduction in the amount of time of run plays you call sure. Yeah, I mean that that it makes logical sense if you're trying to to get ahead, you know, and you're battling the clock, which is what they were doing because of the long extended drives the Chiefs were doing, but yeah, completely abandoning Gus um completely banning Hill. I mean, that's another reason you look at how the Chiefs won this game. The Chiefs did not run effectively. They averaged 2.8 yards per carry in this game. Their long run was even shorter than the Texans' long run last week. But just continuing to do it, just continuing to pound the ball and to keep at it, I think helped their offense stay balanced and stay on track. Um, I would have liked to see that with the Ravens. Again, I don't know if that changes the outcome as far as who won or who lost. But we could at least said, like, look, that was something they tried. It looked good going into the game. It didn't work, you know? But yeah, this is I where think we are. One thing you said, Peter, <laughs> that, like, resonated with me is that the Ravens didn't dictate the game plan. They yes, let the right. Chiefs tell them how to play, I think, you know, preemptively. Um, and And frankly, it's funny because they literally try to do that to every team, right? The Ravens' defense is like, you can stop the run first. Then you can like really attack the pass. Well, what did, what, what did they do? They didn't even try to run. Like, frankly, yep. I, don't think, I don't think we could have said, like I said, I don't know if we could say that they stopped the run. We don't, we don't have enough data to say one way or the other if they stopped the run. Like, we just didn't run. <laughs> so, and then it makes you one-dimensional. Like you were saying, Peter, they know what's coming. And that changes everything. It changes the way you play. And there's been conversation if, if – uh, Lamar was checking out of things, you know, checking out of runs and into passes. And I don't, I think I saw it once for sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I wouldn't call that. Uh, I wouldn't say that particularly after listening to uh, Justice Hill's very short interview and during locker clean out, they asked him about the run plays. Like he's like, I mean, we were just playing, we were running the plays that were called, you know, that's what he said. So he's like, that's just the way the game went. It wasn't, yeah. So who knows? Anyways, uh, big sad, big sad. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that does lead into a topic I want to bring up that doesn't really bring me terribly great, you know, joy to bring up. But I think a big albatross that is over this year is that once again we have questions about Lamar Jackson in the postseason. And to be clear, this year Lamar played the best postseason that he has. Um, Obviously, he had that incredible game against Houston. And, you know, it was not a good game by any stretch of the imagination yesterday. But 
it he he at least looked calmer, and I, I think that while we can still fault him for letting the emotion of the game dictate some of his plays. I still think it was an improvement over the game against Tennessee or the game against Buffalo. Right. But there's still clearly some extra step he needs to take, Um, you know, exiting this game. There's a lot of comparisons to 2011 and I don't really want to play that game. I don't really want to play that game. I don't think it's fair to Joe Flacco. I don't think it's fair to Lamar Jackson, but in that game, like we saw that game, Joe Flacco turn into the playoff quarterback. He made the throw that should have sent the Ravens to the Super Bowl. Didn't work out. Evans dropped it, obviously. There was a failed pass the next play, missed field goal, you know. But then from that moment on, Flacco was good in the playoffs. He hadn't been very good in the playoffs before that. He had Ed Reed publicly call him out after a win against Houston the previous week. You know, he needed to, to, to finally get that it. And and I, I think we're still waiting for Lamar to be that quarterback consistently that we know he can be um, in the playoffs. Um, even against Houston, you know, there were it, – it took him to the second half, right? I mean, the first half was not very good. Um. I'm. I have no doubt in my mind. Lamar Jackson is completely capable of taking this team to a Super Bowl someday. And admittedly, this was a hard matchup. You know, we talked about. At least I talked about. You know, the fact that this Chiefs defense <laughs> was being overlooked by a lot of people. That they, you know, despite the fact not having really well-known names, that they were as good a unit as us, as San Francisco as the top, you know, units in this league. So let's not act like Lamar choked against, like, say, the, the, you know, the Tennessee Titans defense of this year. This was a really, really good defense that he struggled against. But still, there's just still something that he needs to overcome, I think, to, to really get there. And in fairness to him, there's a lot of young quarterbacks at, um, around where he is right now who are trying to find that. Josh Allen's trying to find that, right? Um, Trevor Lawrence is trying to find that. Justin Herbert... You know, uh, in that sense, he, he's not, you know, too far off from the rest of the league. I mean, Brock Purdy's going to be in the Super Bowl. And while he played well against the Lions, I mean, you know, his supporting cast stepped up for him. Lamar didn't have that. So I don't know. It, it really gives me no pleasure to bring that up as someone who is in Lamar's corner and, you know, is not too happy to see, you know, some of the BS narratives that have been in the national media kind of resurface after this game. But, you know, he's, he's got to, there's still something he's got to do to take the next step. Um, man, I don't quite know what it is. Here's my suggestion. Um, I think we kind of talked about it at the top, but I think we need to have a little bit better coaching around Lamar. Not saying that our coaches aren't good enough, but we know he can play that game, and I don't know if we were giving him the proper scaffolding support to play his best game in that moment where I was saying before, you know, he's always going for the kill shot, and he wants to win, not necessarily big, but he's, he, he plays, you know, high-risk poker, so to speak, <laughs> and he, he'll sit in the pocket, he'll, th- he'll wait and get the extra throw, and I wonder if it's important to talk about just winning the game. Like, Lamar, just go, just win the game. You don't need to be a hero in doing it. You just need to win it. And it changes some of the small things you do throughout the game. And sometimes maybe against an opponent like the Chiefs, who have been there so much and have so much experience, and I really do think that showed so well, very quickly, that you need to just get the small stuff right and... And everything will work out. If you do, you know, good process will lead to good results most of the time. Just do that. And I think a little bit, we we didn't give him the scaffolding, the support to not have him have to be a hero um, with how we were structuring things. And we have a lot of really good players this time around. You know, maybe we're a little binged up. Everyone is at the end of the year. Uh, maybe some things went the bat, you know, the wrong way. But I do really think Lamar is still that guy. I truly don't think, like, you know, there's a lot of concern going into the next year. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose so many snaps. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned because the 
core of this team, Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton. These are the kind of guys that like when you have them, both sides of the ball can succeed. And I do think will succeed. And then they might be good enough. And you never know what other surprises you might have. And if they stay healthy and they get to the dance and they put some together some good games and good game plans, you're going to be in the Super Bowl. It doesn't take much. It's only a couple games. So to me, that's the thing. We ha- I, th- I think we got what we need. And we're going to be a good team for many years. And it's just a matter of, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of goes to my optimism thing. Like, we had the team this year and it sinks because we didn't do it. But this happens all the time. And guess what? In those stories where the best teams don't win the Super Bowl, there's a team that wasn't as good that does. And we're going to see that this year. And hopefully the Ravens can be that team one day. Like they don't always have to be the best team in the league to win the Super Bowl. That's not, actually not how it works. So uh, it stinks because you like to just do it when you have the best team. But I, I, that's what gives me hope is we have a good core. And Lamar Jackson by far is number one. And uh, there's no reason to worry about it, in my opinion. I think it's something we all can learn from. Coaching staff, Lamar himself, players around him. But we've got the guys. And I'm confident going to war next year with these guys and, and seeing the results. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. I want to push back a little bit on kind of what you've said a little bit, Alec. But uh, in terms of, um, you know, Lamar playing too much hero ball, um, I I would almost say, like, to to me, I don't think it's the same. Like, I, I would say I would say that of um, Josh Allen. I think, um, you know, I... I've told lots of people this. I mean, you know, I'm sure you know a lot of listeners will probably agree of like Josh. I mean, Josh is like a gunslinger, right? Um, you know, I, I think the the last drive against uh, you know the Chiefs in the divisional round of him taking those shots in the end zone, where there's you know a minute fifty left or something uh, to try and go for the kill shot. Then, like, I think situationally that just you you can't you can't do that. Like, you know, the that's only going to tie the game. Or you know, go up three at that point. I can't remember the exact score, but um, that's way too much time for a Holmes to be able to go down and kick a field goal and you know end up tying and winning the game and everything. For Lamar, I, I mean, I feel like the couple of high leverage situational plays. Like I, I'm not sure if I saw the same exact thing. Like I mean, certainly I think you know, I I I will admit like the likely one. I, I'm not sure if that was necessarily hero ball. I don't think it was a good decision. Um, I but I don't it think it was ball. necessarily hero ball. I mean, that's fine. Um, but th- that might be the only play that I'd probably say like, yeah, but for a lot of the other plays, I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily there. The thing that I do think is a problem. And I think it's going to have to be addressed next year is um, I'm not sure if there's uh, enough targets that I think he trusts consistently. Um You know, one guy, you know, we've been waiting on a lot of things like Bateman, like, you know, the likely play, Bateman was open on that one. Visibly frustrated. He He was very frustrated from that game. And I just, I feel like, I feel like at some point it's just like, I'm not sure if Lamar trusts him enough to be able to make those plays. Um, He trusts likely. We know he trusts likely. He puts him in a lot of high leverage plays. I mean, the fourth and seven a couple of weeks ago where he ended up taking that to to the house. I mean, he trusts him. He trusts Andrews. He trusts Zay. But for the rest of the guys, like, I mean, they, they could be scripted open, like, you know, Nelly, you get scripted open a lot, and he had a big couple big plays for us there. But when in crunch time, when you're looking for somebody to go make a play and go win the game, I, I just, I feel like there are a lot of targets there that I just, I don't really think he has that comfort level lift. And um, to me, I think he's just, he's just going for his guys, right? And I think maybe that's just the question of like, you know, even though we had, you know, quote unquote, a better supporting cast this year. On paper, sure, but I do think that there's a certain level of trust I think that you need to have in those big moments, and um, you know, it just wasn't there. And I'm not sure how that you know how to solve that. If that's just getting better weapons, if that's just you know kind of building that trust year over year, game after game, and things like that. Um, but whatever it is, we just don't have it right now. I think you know we might have the guys to do it, and like you said, like I agree that I think if you have a core of, of guys, I think you can accomplish it. Um, but it just it wasn't it wasn't good enough. Um, certainly wasn't good enough this game. It's crazy. The target um, our, uh, discussion, you know, is one that is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one because we know we're continuing to to figure out how the to get guys to come here, um, vet guys to come here and play in a such a run heavy offense. Um, 
maybe we'll get get a, b- a bunch of free agent offers, uh, you know, from guys wanting to come here. Now that after they saw this game, they're like, "Oh man, Baltimore's all about passing now. Let's go there. We're <laughs> going to get all the all the targets." You know, they're like, "Oh, like I could have caught that ball," you know. But um, I kid, of course, you know. But I, it, it's crazy because we went into this season and there was such high expectations for this receiving group. You know, the talk was this is the the best group of receivers that we've given Lamar, and um, it was but it still wasn't enough and they still didn't perform how we thought they would yet. It was still collectively the best group of targets that he's had in his career to date. Um, how about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, look, there's some things that are going well. I mean, obviously Mark Andrews, he gets healthy. Hopefully he didn't set himself back at all by playing in that game. Um, it, but he's healthy. He's obviously a reliable guy. Um, really helpful on, on third down. I, I think that he was a guy that could have really helped the offense, if they were going to pass a ton, um, if he'd been in there more, you know, he caught a couple targets, but his body like wasn't physically ready to do more. I'm assuming makes sense. I mean, it's impressive that he was even out there at all. Um, mm-hmm. Zay Flowers looks like he was a home run with a first round pick. Look at that. We finally got a receiver in the first round. Um, so you got those two guys, but I I think that the cast outside of them, there's a lot of questions. Um, I I mean I don't think I think you got to get someone better than Odell as your vet receiver, but are you going to be able to? I mean, since Steve Smith, the vet receiver route really hasn't worked out terribly well for the Ravens. I mean, you did have one season of Mike Wallace, but that's the best you can say. Um, Aguilar was exactly what we thought he would be. I I don't think I, I think that he was fine as a number four, but yeah, we talked about a guy like Bateman, um, was it his fault? Was it coaching? I'm not sure. But the bottom line is the end result was not what anyone wanted, right? I, I'm sure it wasn't what Bateman wanted. It wasn't what we wanted as a fan base. Um, there's a lot we could talk about there, but to put it short and concise, he just wasn't a, a guy that ended up being a part of this offense we would have liked. And I mean, if he was what we expected – I think he would have been a huge, huge uh, guy we could have relied on in a comeback effort there. So, again, is that coaching? Is that the player? I don't know. I I don't know if we have enough access into that to say for certain. But, yeah, I mean, look, a quarterback does need to elevate the play of his targets, absolutely. But also the targets need to be – players capable of elevating, right? So it goes both ways. And once again, I think we're going to go into an off season where um, we have some more questions about who they're going to surround Lamar with. And then I guess one other topic on that, which I'm sure Alec would love to talk about making use of the targets that we do have. Where's the two tight end sets? Where's the two tight end sets? You got multiple tight ends you can, you can catch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's great for next year. I think I think Mark just wasn't didn't have the snaps in him. That's okay. Um, oh, I'm the, not talking about about that game. We're talking about all year. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, sure, sure. No, to, yeah, and I think that's a uh, wrinkle too. It seems like Monkey will be able to stick around. Hope that's the case because uh, man, year two under this offense, you know, another year to like really get it under everyone. You know, everyone have a good understanding and be able to build on it. I think that's huge, man. I, I really do think this offense can fly next year and it, it all will start if they can figure out a way to get this trust with Bateman. Only one year left in his contract, frankly, very unclear uh, future for him in general across the league. Is he going to be a guy that people want to sign to this team, their team, or is he going to, he'll be in the league. Don't get me wrong, but is he going to be like a priority signing or a guy that kind of gets filled in like an Aguilar who then maybe does perform, you know, above expectation, but like just is put into a situation where he's not going to get the opportunity per se, unless there's an injury to, to show off what he can really do. It's going to be a real make or break year for him. I think if I were the Ravens and I was trying to make, you know, next year real good, maybe you try to get a guy like Mike Evans on a multi-year contract right to finish his career in Baltimore and then if you get anything out of Bateman that's surplus but with those guys you know you think to yourself like oh that's really good um and that gives you that like a trust factor because like I said man Lamar is all about trust he's like and who does he trust he trusts dogs you know so he like you need to be a dog and you need to have that trust like he like 
and I, for whatever reason, you know, Bateman hasn't been that guy for him yet. And I, I, you know, we all on this pod, I think I've liked Bateman a lot at various points. I'm still like him. I, I, I just want to see him succeed so bad. Cause I really do like, it stinks to watch him on film, like do good stuff all the time. And Zay even talked about it. Zay Flowers said, if Bateman stays healthy, like he could be a great X receiver in this league. He's like convinced he runs great routes. He has great speed. And it's like, yeah, that's what I've been saying, man. Like, what? but he never gets the ball. <laughs> so it's all something to figure out from all, all levels, coaching players and, and Lamar, you know, figure out how he can get that. Uh, part of me sometimes wonders, is it, is it Lamar? That's the problem with getting an extra receiver involved, right? Like at the end of the day, like he's a big component to it. And like I said, I, I think he's a big loyalty guy and that can get people really far in their careers in general. But like, mm-hmm. it can burn you too. <laughs> you know, that's all you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I feel like maybe it's part of it. Um, he certainly likes to, you know, go to his guys. Um, part of me also, you know, um, you know, kudos to the Chiefs' defense, though. I, I do think that their pass rush was as advertised, um, Very given our tackles fits. And, you know, kind of talking about this offense and, you know, why the past game wasn't successful in certain points. I mean, look, um, you know, I think they tried a lot. I mean, they tried a lot of the short passing game, particularly in that first half. They just couldn't do it. Uh, Chiefs outside linebackers were tipping passes, you know, all over the place. Um, And, uh, you know, they were trying to, you know, they were trying like that's I mean, that's the formula, right? When you have a, a, a pass rush. That's so um, so dangerous, right? There's two ways you can try to beat it. Beat it with these short screens and short passes, get the ball out quickly, force them to go back, or a run game, which to be clear, you know, we kind of already talked about. Um, you know, but w- whether they should have gone the run game or the short pass game doesn't really matter. The point is they tried something. Uh, didn't really work. They tried a deep passing game more later. That also was questionable, right? Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, pressure got to Lamar. So, you know, the you know you want you want him to be able to see a lot of these targets more downfield and have the time to be able to make the throws but you gotta one you gotta have the time and two you gotta be able to see the guy doing it you gotta pull the trigger and then do it and i i feel like at the end of the day that they're it's not all one thing but you could see little pieces of like the, the the cracks in the armor so to speak of you know we've known our tackle situation has been iffy um even you know the guard situation has been a little bit iffy you know Zeitler hasn't been the same guy simpson just okay um you know and you know there are certain parts where uh pat you know protection will break down and lamar's gotta you know quote unquote play the hero ball or you know you know extend the play to be able to make something happen um, if you have a really good pass rush, one that's really disciplined, you can start to affect that. And sometimes you can get to Lamar. Sometimes you won't be able to escape. You saw the Chiefs do that a little bit. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, if he does escape, he's got to find a guy that he trusts to be able to make that throw uh, and then hopefully complete it. Right. So there are a lot of little things, um, I think, of, of what, why, you know, things went wrong. I, I feel like if if you were... You could be surprised of the outcome, but if you look at like what went wrong and like look at the like you know why it went wrong, you could see like okay that was a problem here, like that was a problem there. Like I don't really think it was too much of a surprise. Like you could see all the weaknesses over the course of the season in this game. It just happened to hit you know all of them, you know happened to to hit and you know part of it it was on us with game plan, but Chiefs defense too. Like I mean. You know, I think I think they were good. I think they were as advertised. I think we could have we could have put things together, but you know, just those couple plays, man. Um, just couldn't couldn't finish. You know, and that's what the guys. That's what Lamar said. You know, I think uh, just couldn't finish at the end of the day. Huh. So, I don't know if I have anything else to comment on the game. Um, there's nothing else. Do we want to? Maybe think our our final thoughts on this year and how we think this team will be be remembered. It's a shame, man. Um, I mean, this is one of the best teams in a long time. I think um, I, I won't say that this is um, this hurts more than 2011. I think that one hurt a lot. Um, I think probably also just like in in our time, um, you know, we were a lot younger. I think <laughs> I think things hit a lot different. Um, that that game certainly changed how i was a fan i I realized like i I could not like i I mean i love the ravens don't get me wrong 
<laughs> I, still, I still do love them. But I think that was a game where I was like, I really need to address my relationship with football because this sucks. Um, like I, I have a very hard time dealing with it. Um, this one sucks um, almost as much. Um, just knowing the, you know, the success we had, the the mindset of the players, um, you know, like everyone said, like everyone seemed locked in. Like, you know, it seemed like we had the right mix of confidence and skill and and everything, and 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 just knowing like where the rest of the league was at, it was like this was this was it. This this was ours. This was ours to take. Just take it. And like we know that we could do it. And you know, to come up short, uh, I mean, it's it's freaking brutal, man. Because um, I mean, you just don't know. You, you don't know when the next time it's going to happen. I get that. I understand. Yeah, uh, I I don't know when it was for me that I I had to change my relationship, but it did happen. As far as um, <laughs> going with the ebbs and flows of 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 the of the team, and. I think it was, it was a little bit more later in my life than, than you, Chris. So I applaud your uh, you know, maturity there <laughs> to, to be able to, to figure that out. But uh, I think the thing I, I want to run back just a little bit about Lamar, but kind of like to that maturity thing is that one of the reasons I think Lamar is not a quarterback, like, you know, he has losses in his past in the playoffs and he got another one yesterday. The thing that I, I love is that he, came how he how he how he responded you know like he came back in that press conference and i just i saw a different leader than i've ever seen out of lamar and i thought to myself we got our dude man you know you know what i mean like, i never, never didn't think we have our dude but i was like this guy can lead us back he'll get us back I, I i truly believe it and that's that's why like it kills me that there's this narrative you know it's the people who who watched the game and immediately turned it off or you know immediately changed channels and didn't think about it anymore and and that's fine, you know. National media will absolutely do that. <laughs> they they always do. <laughs> um, but I think for me, as as a fan and someone who's like you know committed to the Ravens, I see a guy that's going to get us back. And and this one stinks. Like I I, I already said my piece of optimism, so I won't repeat myself. But we had the team this year, and we had a lot of guys we're never going to see on this team again. Unfortunately, we're really cool, and I wanted to win them a ship. You know, like I mean, man, there's so many people who who've been with us that been a part of the success story of the last five years, you know, in different amounts that might not be on the team next year that aren't going to be on the team next year. Maybe they might not even play another down in their career. No super clear retiree guys, but they, they might exist. Even Clowney mentioned like he thinks he can do it, but he also might not do it again, you know? So I just, it, that's what's gutting to me. I'm just a fan. As long as I'm alive, I'll watch this team. But these guys have a limited career, and I feel worse for them. So that's what stinks the most. I'm looking at this t- uh, season two, two ways right now, um, one of which is based on what we know, what's already happened in the past, and the other one is kind of you know some projection, just looking at you know some things that happened this year um, you know, and, and seeing looking at, at things that have happened in the past with Ravens and, and similar situations or other teams. And I think, you know, to start with, I look at this season as, and this is going to be a little more of a bummer, but kind of, a, you know, a put the bed to rest on any questions, really, that we we have of were any of these years, 2019 through 2022, uh, lost rings. And I think this season kind of showed that none of them are. The reason I say that is because you look at this team and you look at, all the things that we looked at in those previous seasons and say what went wrong. You know, we looked at the, at the Titans game, like, okay, well, you know, you had the injuries to the star players coming in that game, the two marks, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, obviously, right? You didn't have that coming in here. And you had the years where we had no running backs, you know, you know, no running backs to replace the injured guys. You had that this year. You had the years where we didn't have depth guys in the secondary, and that was the reason why the team fell apart. We had that this year. You had the years where Lamar wasn't even healthy, and we had that this year. The years where we had to go on the road, we were at home. Pretty much everything that you could say and point as an excuse to why it didn't work out any of those years, 2019 through 2022, happened this year. Like we, Everything broke our way. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. 
in my mind, that tells me that we know for certain, to me, I'm not saying that other people have to have this opinion, but to me, it, it shows to me that the, the team those years was not going to be ready to upset the Chiefs um, or whoever was the top there. They're just, it, it just wasn't quite ready. So that's a depressing way to look at this season. But I think looking forward, I think there's a very strong possibility we look back at this season and see that this was the season that unlocked, I don't know if I'd go as far, so far as to say the dynasty, but unlocked the success that we're looking for. You know, future Super Bowl appearances, hopefully future multiple future Super Bowl wins. And the reason I say that is because 2021 and 2022, I think, stunted Lamar's growth in his career simply because of the fact that he was not able to play in those meaningful games in December in the postseason. And he almost certainly, we almost certainly would have gotten into the postseason in both those years, given where we were and how many games were lost after he went out. And just, I think, with anyone, any NFL player, any sports player, the more exposure they get to the postseason, eventually it's going to click. I mean, there's some guys that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is an anomaly. I think he's an anomaly that he's been able to go in there and immediately have success in the postseason. You look at a lot of the greats. Tom Brady was carried by the defense during the first years of the dynasty. Very few of the games he played in the postseason were won because of him. Um, Peyton Manning, it took him till year six of his career just to win a playoff game. And he didn't get to his first Super Bowl till he was 30, right? Um, you look at other guys, Drew Brees, it took him multiple postseasons to be able to, to get the Saints to the, to the postseason. I think it was the first postseason with the Saints that he got there, I think. No, it wasn't. Never mind. Yeah, it took him multiple postseasons. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, again, early success in his career, he got there because of the running game and the defense. Later on in his career, he got himself there. I think that this was an incredible learning experience, this AFC Championship game for Lamar Jackson. and if he can take it and look and say, look at the opposite side of the sideline, like we're saying, look at what the chiefs did. Look at what we did. That's the blueprint. That's the blueprint for what you have to do, what this team has to do to take the, you know, the title of AFC bully from them. Cause that's the site. Kansas city has proven that they are the top dog. It's not Cincinnati. It's not Buffalo. It's Kansas city. That's the team you got to unseat. Um, and look, there's going to be roster turnover, but they've rebuilt this defense year in and year out. They're going to, if they lose vets, they're going to rebuild it. Maybe it takes a season or two, but they'll rebuild it. You know, um, Zay is going to continue to improve. You still got Andrews there. Got to figure out the offensive line, but look, I think that there's a lot here that can be built on. And of course, I don't know for certain, but it just looks to me like this year, I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of good lessons learned. And, the, you know, the exposure to the AFC Championship game was huge for this team. And we're just going to see what goes from there. We usually end losses with moral victories. And I don't know if that's something we necessarily want to do. But I wanted to point out that I did go ahead and write up some star treatments. And the thing that makes me excited, kind of to go, to go with what you were saying there, Peter, is that every person that I wrote down, except for my joke about Ronnie waving the Maryland flag, well... Our cornerstone players I mentioned earlier that I think are the reason this team will have success for years to come. Lamar had a crazy play where he passed it to himself. <laughs> Zay, for you know the mistakes that he made as a rookie, shined the brightest of anyone else on the offense, and he looks like a bona fide hit. Roquan, super cerebral, lots of uh, tackles, but uh, that play where he reset to a first and 10 instead of a first and five in a critical scenario. And what I, I, I found out like personal fouls can't get uh, overturned. <laughs> like maybe he had to be extra aggro about it. Like, like they got, he didn't get ejected, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was super cerebral. Uh, great play. Maybe, maybe someone was telling him in, in his uh, headset, but I don't think so. Um, Cause unless he, they said it earlier, cause they, they do call it off comms. And then um, yeah, Hamilton man, like was all over the field. Like just absolutely dominated. There's there's a sequence of like you know four plays he dominated. You know, um, so yeah, just the uh, these guys are what you know are going to be huge parts going into the future seasons. And there's people I didn't mention. You know, Mark Andrews healthy. 
boom, that's another guy. You know, there's going to be a lot of really good players, cornerstone players that can carry this team through the turnover. And maybe you don't lose as many people as you think, you know? Cap works in mysterious ways. They might figure things out. <laughs> but um, that's what I think, you know, another piece of optimism, another piece of hope going forward. But, uh, man, so well put, Peter. I really like both sides of that that coin that you, you presented. Hope I'm right. That's all I can say. Um Last thing I want to say about this, um, you know, we're all we're all down on this season now, right now. Um, I think as time passes, we'll look back on it more fondly. Of course, you know, it's always a sting when uh, when it ends in disappointment. But just gotta credit these guys for fighting so hard this year. I mean, and even in this game that was a loss where there were mistakes, I think everyone's effort was on full display. Um, you know, this team never quit at any point except for maybe the second half of that Cleveland game. But aside from that, you know, <laughs> uh, they fought tooth and nail, gave us a heck of a season to, to watch and just lose ourselves in um, this year. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think as a fan, I just want to say thank you to the Ravens who very likely are not listening to this, but you know what? You guys fought and it was a great year. And one of these years coming up, it'll it'll all work out. It was really great too. Just um, you know, again, not not the outcome we wanted, but it was really great to have championship football uh, at the bank. Though I thought um, I thought it was a great atmosphere. Obviously, we could have completed the comeback; it would have been even more incredible. But uh, you know, the it it was rocking. It was loud. Um, you know, I think it was it was a great great environment. So. I hope uh, I hope it might be able to come back. Um, you know, obviously we talked about Chiefs being the top dogs. Um, it certainly seems that way right now, man. Um, they are the new Patriots for sure. Um, so you know, it's never a guarantee that that's going to happen. But uh, if it did, uh, would love the you know would love the opportunity again to kind of see it and have the fan base uh, experience that because yeah, that would have been something special. So all too true. Well, there's definitely a little bit more to say about this season. So we'll be back to discuss those things and wrap up. But that's it for, for now. You can find us on threads. You can find us on Twitter at WoningPod, WoningPod at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. Vent whatever you need to do. It's a safe space with us. And uh, we'll catch you sometime soon. Go Ravens.